With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello and welcome to the show, Modern Lovers. Tonight is Modern Love Teenage Edition, because school's going to be out for summer, and there are millions of parents feeling anxious about spending more time with their moody, sometimes challenging, notice I said that instead of difficult, teenagers, because from a parent's perspective, it feels difficult. Well, tonight, you're going to get to learn more about how to make it easier, because summertime is a time to bond and connect. Sometimes that teenage drama can hijack even the best family vacations. We're not going to let that happen. Laura Lyles Reagan, the teen and parent relationship whisperer, has tips for creating a fun, meaningful summer with your teen. She's a family sociologist with her own teenage daughter, and she's going to take you through ways to connect when your teen seems to be surly, where to draw the line in the sand, how to get a grip on teen culture without your teen thinking you're lame. Uh, Good luck with that one. And how to get your teen to want to spend time with you and love it. Laura's a parenting expert, a speaker, experienced talk show guest, and the author of the book, you're going to love this title, How to Raise Respectful Parents. Ha, ha, ha. How to Raise Respectful Parents. Her website is www.lauraregan.com. And that is spelled Reagan just like the late Ronald Reagan. So we're going to start out the way we do with most shows. We've got your questions coming in. I love getting your questions. This is a Dear Dr. Brenda. I thought I was a pretty good parent, but I'm stumped when it comes to my 15-year-old daughter. The latest thing we argue about is she tells her father and I to shut up, and she does it when we're playing with each other. I've corrected her and told her it's disrespectful, unacceptable, but she says there's nothing wrong with it. I don't care if other parents would allow it. She has earned consequences for it, yet turns right around and does it again. Baffled mom in Marin. Okay, baffled Mm -hmm. mom, so glad to get your question because relationships is what we're all about here at Modern Love. And that includes relationships between parents and teens. So the question here is, have you actually asked your teenage daughter what it is about the two of you playing together that disturbs her. And then asked her 
if she can find a word that works for her when she feels uncomfortable. Now, we're going to kick that to Laura a little bit later in the show so she can weigh in. But parenting is part of creating good relationships. And I want parents of teens to know that it's possible. And before you know it, I can tell you from experience that teen that seemed to be difficult is going to be a very good friend of yours as long as you learn to handle it well. So Laura says the keys to closing the generation gap between teens and parents are mutual respect and turning into each other, tuning in, that is, to each other's communication style. So let's welcome to the show Laura Reagan. Hey, Laura. Hi, Dr. Brenda. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. This is such an interesting topic. I myself have raised two teenagers, and I did a show for Whittle Television called Parenting by Wade, and I will tell you, the majority of the questions we got on the show were from parents of teenagers struggling just like our mom and Moran with their teenagers. So how did you get interested in this area of parenting? Oh, thanks for asking that. Well, first of all, I was a teen, right? And I wrote the book that I wanted to have when I was there. <laughs> you know, uh, book coaches will tell you, write what you're passionate about, what you know, what what you need. And um, sure enough, that's it. Um, we all have that sense of feeling misunderstood and sort of alien to the planet when we're in adolescence. And it was important to me to um, to share that that's totally normal that sense of difference because that's part of becoming an individual is being different from everyone. So uh, when and you I were a teen, you felt different from everyone? Of course. Absolutely. Was there anything particular going on that made you feel different? Um, probably some struggles at home. I grew up in an alcoholic home um, and found a wonderful support group that helped me through that. But there was, um, you know, a sense of alienation from my parents anyway. Yeah, I think that for most teens, there are struggles and we feel alien. I have the badge of honor. I'm the second of seven. And my mother would say to me, you're the worst child I ever had. Because, Mm. of course, I was the rebel. I was the one who'd speak up. I'd talk back. And, boy, was I in trouble Every day of every day. Now, trouble in our neck of the woods meant I was going to get slapped or yelled at or called names or beaten, even worse. So Mm. when we say we feel different, a lot of times it is because something's going on at home. We can't understand. We can't change. And as teenagers, here's this person with a brain that isn't complete yet, struggling often with difficulties in the family. You were struggling with alcoholism. I was struggling with abuse. There's so much that teenagers cannot control. So I want to just go on record. If your teen's having a hard time, there may be something they're struggling with that you don't know about. I have to tell you, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't have a teenager walk into my office and say, I've been bullied. So we don't know what teens are dealing with, and we have to really look at some of this behavior as a way of communicating. So when you're talking with teens and with parents, what's the first thing that you ask them to do? Well, the first thing is to get to know each other as people instead of being in their role. And in my book, we have a series of questionnaires 
that actually help each party get to know where they are. You know, we know each other as parents. We know each other as child. We've been around each other forever, but we may not uh, understand exactly who they are as a person. So there's, it's a way to step back and ask some open-ended questions and get to know who uh, they perceive them. Give us a couple of those today. questions, please, Laura. What are the questions that parents should be asking that are <clears throat> open-ended to get to know their teen as a person? Right. Well, I always like to ask about how's your best friend. That gives you so much insight into um, how your teen sees the world. You know, tell me about your best friend, and you can name them by name, and maybe that's not the best friend anymore, and you might not be up on what's going on in the inner circle of friends. Uh, So that's good information to have. But it also um, demonstrates to the teen that you're interested in their world. You know, who's important to them um, can be important to you. Hmm, that's a good opening. And what's the follow-up to that? They start um, to tell you about their best friend or catch up on the fact that you don't know who their best friend is. What's <laughs> right. next? Right. And then it's about um, you'll usually pick up on something that you agree or disagree with, and you can, um, you know, praise, wow, I really like that character, that asset that they share that you like about them. Um so, and one of the other open-ended questions is what what attracted you to them and what makes you want to hang around them, um, and that gives you insight into what your team is valuing at that time. And yeah, that's, that's really nice to get into the values. And of course, I'm concerned about teens who are struggling with something that's going on. Often, acting out in anger is a sign that the teen is having a hard time with something, whether it's bullying, whether it's actually something in the family, and what do you do if you suspect your child is struggling? It could be, you know, unfortunately we know that uh, younger and younger kids, tweens, are getting involved in drugs and alcohol because they're being targeted deliberately. What do you do if you suspect your child is actually in trouble? There's something going on. Well, what I do is, you know, target the communication because so often that anger that you spoke about or the opposite of the spectrum, which is shutting down completely, the silences, neither one of those work, you know, to function in school, family, or the world of work later on in life. So it's about helping the team find ways to verbalize what they're feeling. And um, we, we do it very mechanically in the beginning. You know, we show a feelings list and, uh, if they're not able to identify with the feeling words list, and there's about a gazillion on there, um, then we do faces, you know, like the emojis, um, to begin to be in touch with the emotions mm-hmm. and to share the emotions. Because mm-hmm. often the parent is only seeing the defense and not what's going on deep inside. Right, right. And that's the thing. Parents do not have the bird's eye view into the child's world anymore. And one of the things I can remember working with a family where it was a teenage boy having a very, very tough time. They came in for one of our parent workshops and trainings, and they said, we're just at our wits end. We don't know what to do about this boy. I said, well, what is it that's disturbing you? And they said he stays in his room all the time, and he's on YouTube watching videos. They said, what are they about? They said, 
We don't know. We just know. We don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things I suggested is that they say to him, you know, we're new to YouTube. Would you give us some tips, some pointers on things that you think would be interesting for us to watch? Guess what? By asking that, they discover that what their son was really struggling with was how to come out. It turns out he was a young man who was gay. He didn't know how to tell them this is what he was struggling with. And after suggesting a few kind of innocuous videos, and they kept showing interest, he said, well, why don't you look at this one? And it was mm-hmm. about a teen telling his parents he was gay. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had, of course, foreseen a little bit of this coming down the pipe, and they were ready. They were ready and able to say, we love you for your true self, and we want you to be your true self. You know, because one of the things I clue them into is the highest rates of suicide are among teens who can't come out to their parents and get support. So we can head off a lot of problems. I'm putting a warning flag out here, everybody. You never know what your teen is struggling with, so be gentle. Show love and respect, which is what Laura is talking about. So, Laura, keep going. You're giving us some great advice. Sure. Um, And I think with all of those scary things that parents are worried about, whether it be alcohol, substance abuse, uh, bullying, school performance, um, teen dating, uh, teen sexuality, whatever those issues are, um, they have to be dealt with in a way that communicates uh, mutual responsibility in the relationship. And I call that co-creation, this uh-huh. idea of, of both um, creating the relationship that is mutually satisfying to them. So often we think that, um, you know, my way or the highway. <laughs> right, uh, right. Parents, it, parents are quite relieved to find out they're not the sole responsibility for building this relationship with their team. The team has an equal responsibility in that. I'm not talking about shared power. I'm talking about shared responsibility. So what's the difference between shared power and shared responsibility? Shared responsibility means I'm responsible for my actions, thoughts, and feelings, and you're responsible for your thoughts, actions, and feelings. And uh, we mutually decide how best to form a relationship that works for the most of us. And that's true with teens and parents where there's a power differential, meaning, you know, the parent's in charge. The parent's legally responsible. The parent is... um, certainly has the financial responsibility, you know, uh, all of that, whereas the team does not. But so, Laura, society- what would you say when, when there are parents, because this is something that's become increasingly prevalent, as I'm sure you know, uh, parents who themselves had very harsh parents or parents who uh, didn't have good boundaries, and then these parents completely abdicate their boundaries and their responsibility to be the authority in the home. How do you get them to step up and set boundaries with a teen who's been in charge of the family their whole life? Right, right. And I think that the the book is actually written to that teen. (laughs) You know, um, it's written so that the teen can be empowered to communicate in a way that hopefully will engage the parent. Um, But so you're saying a teen who's used to being in control could engage their parents to be more uh, in charge and be more responsible? I do believe that. I do believe that. They're already an adult and child anyway, but to um, to talk from the heart and say, I So you said an adulted child. Was that the word you used? An yes. adulted child? Yes. That's an interesting word. 
Yes. An adulted child um, means. I mean, they're playing the role of the adult in the relationship already, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they don't have that role. They're mm-hmm. still a minor. Uh-huh. Um, and so regardless of where the relationship is, whether it's an authoritarian parent or a parent, as you're suggesting, who has abdicated their responsibility, communication skills can truly be the way back home to a more um, functional relationship because you're both using language that communicates the core of who you are as individuals. And that's always a win. And it's also a win for the business world, you know, to communicate with that sense of shared responsibility. Okay, so you're saying these teens can grow up having good communication skills, having a way to make their way in the world and actually end up being better people and better out there once they're in the adult world, whatever kind of work they choose to do. So tell us about one of the most difficult cases, if you will, that you've cracked in this world? (laughs) Well, thanks for that question. Good question. Um, There was a teen mom and daughter who were struggling. And at first, uh, and this was a daughter that was shutting down, and we later learned was cutting, doing some self-mutilation, which is a big issue, up-and-coming issue for teen girls. Yeah, and, that's a very um, the, sad issue. This, and for those who aren't familiar with cutting, I'm sure almost everybody is. It's taking some kind of sharp implement and and cutting deeply enough to leave marks and scars on their bodies. And I've seen it, and it's it's a very, very sad thing. And one of the teens I worked with who was cutting told me that this is what kept her from committing suicide, is that she would cut instead. Right, and it's it's this phenomena, kind of like the boy you talked about that was in his room with YouTube. Uh, this girl was getting her emotional release from cutting, but it's the same process of being shut down, of not communicating the truth of who you are. Mm. And um, and so, you know, mom was busy uh, going through a divorce, and the team was shutting down and doing these harmful things to herself. And... Um, it was very similar to what you t- you described. It's kind of funny. Uh, she was into pretty dark uh, rock music and was in the goth uh, genre. So she would wear, you know, the black nail polish, black clothes, uh, long dark hair. Um, the whole uh, body language kind of screamed, uh, pay attention to me, but, but in a very depressed kind of negative way. <clears throat> And mom was beside herself, uh, missed the little girl that was happy-go-lucky and free. And um, I did the exact same thing you talked about. I invited her to get into the uh, the teen's world, and it was very simple. It wasn't uh, scary or complicated. It was just, you know, tell me about your music. <laughs> and what are you listening to, and why do you like it? And um, before long, they found one that the mom thought was uh, – a cute singer, and they, uh, you know, could uh, what the teens called fangirl together over the singer <laughs> and uh-huh. had this mutual connection uh, listening to the music and come to find out the uh, the song that the daughter liked the best was one about redemption. It was about this uh, character in the song sort of coming back from the dead, sort of like a phoenix image, and it was her way of, of hoping for herself that she would um, you know find a way out of this depressive place and 
as a result of that small connection and beginning to laugh again and find something mutual and humorous they could connect over, um, the daughter was willing to then go to therapy and get some assistance. Wow, that's a great story. So a small connection can build into something much more meaningful. And, you know, the key that I'm taking from what you're saying, Laura, is to find a way to reach that teen. And I have to just for a moment emphasize again, and this is coming from my many, many years of working in the field of relationships and child development, and I started out working with troubled kids at the beginning of my career, and often parents forget teens kind of look like adults, but the brain isn't finished until they're 25 Mm -hmm. or 26 years old. And so we have to remember, sometimes they even sound like an adult with the things they'll say. There's still young people who are not fully developed or fully equipped neurologically to take on complicated things because what struck me in that story you just told is that this teenage girl was dealing with her parents going through a divorce. And for a child, that's a catastrophe. And it's one they really can't wrap their brains around, literally do not have the brain power to resolve something as difficult as that. So getting help for your teen cannot be underestimated, but what you're saying about how to connect to get them to help is crucial, absolutely crucial. Right, right. because you can force it, and then there's very little therapeutic value to that. Um, Sometimes, it depends. I I just have to say that sometimes getting them in the door where they have a, a really accomplished therapist who knows how to reach teens, even if they were forced to go, it certainly can be a start, certainly can be a start. Sometimes the outcome can be good. So having said um, and I that, think that one, yeah. one of ahead. the other things that I'd like to share is um, that it doesn't take a whole lot. All we have is today. You know, we can't correct the past in, in today, and we can't uh, necessarily build the future today, but we've got today. Right. And exactly. making those small relational changes today, what can I do today that will um, connect with my team? Or if you're a team and a parent struggling, uh, you know, what can I do to to um, honor myself by sharing truthfully who I am, uh, those changes can happen in a, a split second. Say uh, more about a parent sharing. Would you say more about that, Laura, a parent sharing honestly and truthfully who they are? I'm sorry, what does that mean? The team sharing honestly and truthfully ah, who they are, whether it's okay. a parent sharing that or a team sharing that. So it could be either the parent or the team sharing truthfully. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's the nature of co-creation, right, is that mm-hmm. we both have responsibility for this relationship. And and oh. if I don't feel good about you, well, I have the power to, to change that. You know, I think that's a big, big thing that you just said because I believe a lot of parents don't have the idea that they need to share honestly who they are. Right, right. Right, we come at it from a from a... A position that we have to um, be the authority of the one knowing, and it's okay to not know. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I believe a lot of parents think that if they act as if they don't know or they're not in charge, then the team doesn't feel safe. What's your experience with that? 
Um, I think that can be true, but but my my personal experience as a parent, and then what I'm my work as a coach, um, a sociologist, has been exactly the opposite. That when I admit the vulnerability, there's sort of a, a relaxation in the relationship. There's a oh good. Because you're not saying I'm leaving you. There's not a sense of abandonment. It's, it's okay, I don't know, let's go find out. <laughs> you know, let's figure this out together. Let's experiment. And I think it gives a, a great model to the team about what to do when you're an adult and you can't figure out what's next. Right, you, you can't figure out what's next. You stop and say, I don't know this. However. <laughs> yeah, then, then you ask for help. You do some research. uh think there's some options you know we can teach those very basic youth development problem solving skills think of three solutions and then pick one and then report back how you did when you implemented right well laura right now it's summer and there are all of these families headed off on their summer vacation and so often they come back and go it was a vacation from hell what can make <laughs> the family trip this summer a winner for everyone a winner um, I think to remember to balance alone time and together time is important. So often we can have a positive experience together, you know, whether that's in nature or, or whatever we're, we happen to choose as a vacation. Um, but there's a lot of intense together time. And it's important that each member get some alone time, too, you know. It's okay to be on your devices for a little while, but we're also going to put that down and have some some family time too so it's the balance between together and alone I think that can help ease some tension Mm -hmm. and what if there's there's a little rumble going on and people are upset or unhappy how would you deal with that say the whole family is you know touring the country in an RV or everybody's (laughs) in the back of the the station and you're stuck with one another that's right how do you deal with it Right, you're stuck with it. Well, I love travel time because uh, it gives me a chance to engage my team in a really non-threatening way, Um, meaning, you know, I I found that my daughter loves to talk in the car, that that lack of eye contact and having an outside focus just seems to lend itself to motor mouth. And it's a really good time to ask those open-ended questions and get to know what's going on in her world. And likewise, I stop and share um, what's going on in mine, you know, a little bit about work stress or, um, you know, within limits, but just to give the, the sense that there's there's two people here in this relationship. It's not just all one way. I'm not just there for you. The other thing we've done is we take turns with music. Um, I'll listen to some of hers, and then she'll have to listen to mine, and I've had a wonderful musical education on vacation. Wow. Okay, those are great tips. Laurie, you get the last word. What do you want to leave us with from your experience as we talk about a parent's guide to being with teens and a parent's guide to summertime? Um, Use it. Use this as a bonding opportunity and a shaping opportunity. Um, Don't be afraid to engage and make mistakes. Um, And Offer yourself wholeheartedly. Okay, so the mom who wrote in from Moran, I want you to make a note of the great advice we are getting from Laura Reagan. Everybody, her website is triplewdub.lauraregan.com. And That's the book. Laura, 
lrreagan.com. Laura L. Reagan.com. Thank you for that, Laura. So that let me spell it out, everybody. It's L A U R A L Reagan R E A G A N dot com. And the book is How to Raise Respectful Parents. Lots there for teens and for parents to work with. You might want to take that book with you on your summer vacation this year. <laughs> Laurel Reagan, thank you so much for spending time with us giving us some great advice. All right, modern lovers, you know, stay tuned. There's more coming. And if you are ready for some really great training on how to act like a grown-up in your love life and to get rid of those childish behaviors that are ruining your love life, then join me live July 22nd here in San Francisco in our Modern Love Training Center. And our special guest is going to be Cheyenne Aziz from the movie Accept This Gift. Actually, I got the name of the movie wrong. It is uh, Discover the Gift. Discover the Gift. So lots for you to discover about yourself, modern lovers. And the most important thing is that you are so lovable. Blessings. Thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, and to our associate producer, Cliff Dunning. Good night, everyone. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.